0: I think we've done enough m&m and enough damage to Eminem's musical repertoire that uh, <laughs> that we should we should just proceed to talk normally and calmly about everything that's going on yeah and of course today we have a special guest and we would like to welcome one of our frequent fans and in fact one of our earliest fans of the show uh matthias from germany so welcome
1: thank you all i'm very excited to be here <laughs>
2: Welcome, Matthias! <laughs> Welcome, Matthias! <laughs>
1: Thank you all so much. I, I remember in the one episode, you had the pre-intro about the hats. And yeah, that was... That was. So I, I got a feeling that Josh is really passionate about this as well. And I'm glad I can be here for it.
3: No, Josh is big on hats. He has a great hat collection and wears them well. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. And, I, and I, I've got a hat collection. I, said I I hit age 40 and realized I could... Uh, start wearing hats without any sense of irony. And then started my hat collection. Yes, you see you're an early starter. 12, it was 12 actually <laughs> and then like Mudcat Mudcat lives in the ball cap.
3: Yes, I am wearing a backwards baseball cap right now
1: Oh yeah, I just remember that uh, Mudcat said that this is like his go-to thing when he has to work and that he needs to wear the backwards baseball yep. cap to to get work done
3: That is a real thing
1: it's it's
0: literally his thinking cap. If you, if you take it off, his IQ drops by like thirty points. <laughs> it's
3: true.
2: But my cat, I picture it over the top. Like I feel like you know you're you're walking around. You got the ball cap on forward, and then someone's like, "My cat, we got to go do this," and you're like, "Hold on," and then you go, and then you turn it around. That is real.
3: They have made not at the office in the the last couple of weeks. They've made a. A uh, highlight reel of me rotating my cap during. Uh, <laughs> <the Viby laughs> and <Conflict>.
2: That's amazing. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Modern Dandies' guide to manliness. Not sure how this show edited together to this point, so just in case, <laughs> we're here. We're here with special guests. And I just want to make sure I get this right, because I've been saying Matthias, and I think Liam's probably more accurate. Is it Matthias or Matthias? Do you care? or which one? It's actually that? Matthias. Matthias. All right. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us, as Liam said earlier, an early adopter and fan. So thank you for always being a listener. Your comments are uh, always insightful, and, and we're looking very much to uh, discussing today's topic, which is hats. Hooray, hats!
1: <laughs> well, thanks for having me, guys. I'm very excited to be here.
0: And the, you know, the subtitle to the episode is "Getting Your Head in the Game." There were many other potential subtitles, but none of them are really fit to be uh, to be to be talked about at this point in time. So, uh, Matthias, you I mean, you were just mentioning, and again, we'll see how this how this edits out, that you started adopting and wearing hats from a pretty early age. What was the kind of thing that has drawn you to hats? Because you're a you know, a self-described you know, dandy who likes hats. Uh, how
1: did all that start? It started um, when I was 12 years old, I, I recall. Um, when I was very small, I always wore baseball caps and stuff like that. But the first hat I ever owned was at the age of 12, I think. My mom brought it for me and I did not expect it at all. And I fell immediately in love with it. And it was a, I remember it was a gray trilby. I remember a bright gray trilby. And I, I, it was completely new to me that this was something that I could wear as a very yeah, young man. And I fell in love with it and I wore it all day, every day. And from that time, I developed that this might be something that I really like and something that I want to be known for as well.
2: And so this became kind of my signature clothing. Matthias, I completely understand that sentiment. I wore a kind of poor man's version of a pork pie as a teenager uh, around like 14, 15. And that was kind of a signature look. And then my father took me into Oakland, California to like a true and proper hat store and got like a really, really nice pork pie hat. And uh, you know, had the feather in it and it was just, (laughs) you know, real slick looked good with a suit. I think I had like maybe one suit at that time. I don't think I pulled it off much the way that you do, though, in some of your <laughs> images. So I, I I always struggled with hats. Uh, I know we'll talk later about it, but uh, you know, just compliments to you. Like you, you seem to have got it well figured out. I will be taking advice on how to wear hats in this episode.
1: Well, thank you so much, Wes, for your kind words. I really appreciate it. Well, one of the things that
0: uh, I think is really interesting about hats, and so I, I've had this mixed things with hats. In general, I don't actually particularly like having things on my head. When I was in the army, I had to wear, you know, hats because, you know, the army is all about hats. You know, you can't really have an army unless you have hats. And so I had like the classic peaked officer's cap. We had the Australian slouch hat and we had berets, which were um, a holdover from a training command who were all former armored group. And and then I think partly because of that is like hats and army were, were, were sort of like synonymous. And then we had watch caps when it was really cold. And so I didn't think about it becoming part of my style in the way that you were just talking about until much later. And and then I've really struggled to find a hat, to your point, that that I just feel fits my style, with the exception of the one where we dressed up like assassins in New York. (laughs) Uh, That worked really well. Yeah, that was fun. How do you go about choosing a hat when you put it on? What are the things you look for that makes the hat feel part of you rather than you're wearing something
1: mm, It's a difficult question i think it's you have to consider more I, I always consider multiple like um aspects of when i choose the hat on which i either buy or wear to my current outfit my hat collection is still not too big i have like the some basics like i have a Twilby, i have a fedora a panama hat, and a pork pie so, what I decided when I bought them I was like I had like a list of hats that I liked, like the type of hats and I wanted to own all the special types they wear and so I went to a hatter and I looked around and then, when I saw something um that was on my budget since i that's a very uh big aspect for me at, at my current position in my life that I have to watch out for that, so kind of the budget and of course the feeling a hat gives me like you said it's just a certain confidence i think that's that comes with it, with a hat and yeah that's mostly something what i would consider one of the aspects that i look for in the hat
0: it's interesting you mentioned fit there because people's heads are different sizes and yes. it's one of the things that and depending on the type of the hat the hat will wear into the shape of your head but there are certainly you know hats that can be too small and i'm aware and sort of uh, I think think Josh, you and I being the burliest, you know, yes. we're aware certainly I'm very aware of not wanting to look like an elephant wearing a a, a top hat <laughs> kind of kind of thing. You know, it's just not going to be a good look.
4: No, no it, it, it's funny because I, I mean I wanted a hat for a long time and I, I just I kept failing and I would go into a store and I'd see a hat that I liked and I put it on and I looked ridiculous. I also have a bit of a Charlie Brown head or a basketball head or whatever it is. I've got a big round head. And, you know, the shape of the hat makes a huge difference. And and with the brim and Mm -hmm. so it's not just the size of the circumference of your head. Uh, It it really is, you know, we're back to fit as the foundation. But but you mentioned a a, a trilby, like they look stupid on me. I look like I'm wearing a Dixie cup on my head. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) Right. Like, like the the brim doesn't clear my beard. I just look like like a cartoon elephant. Like you said, (laughs) But you know, finding you know a good a good hat store and you know the the one that's popped up mostly you know all around the U.S. is, is Goran Brothers, uh, which I think yeah. is originally a Pennsylvania company. Or uh, they make a lot of their hats here in Pennsylvania. They've got a great selection. They've got a depending on which which outlet you go into, they have a pretty knowledgeable staff, and they'll just let you try stuff on until something looks good. Yeah, this is one of those times when you have to remember that the, the salespeople are there. To sell you a hat, but to, to sell you a hat that you want to come by and come and buy another hat. So they're they're going to help you look pick the right hat. And they, they they were they were not shy about telling me that one looks terrible on you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I like the Gorin Brothers as well. I've got I've got quite a few hats from them. I, I look at them from both a, a practical and a style perspective because I have my sort of winter weight hats, uh, trilbies oh, yeah. and fedoras, and then I have my Panama my, my Panama hat stays down in New Orleans and what i like about my panama is that it's travelled with me a fair bit and so it's getting a delightful patina of damage which which i just think is it, it just gives it a lot of character and it's like many clothes like good shoes and things like this is that some a good item in my view actually starts to develop its its own character and charisma as part of of my Particularly, my style in New Orleans, which which tends to to be where I take all of my end of life clothes, uh, not my end of life, but clothes that are going to be
2: well, that <laughs> took a turn. <laughs> let me,
3: let me, let, me
0: re- let me rephrase that. You can you can beep that out, Wes.
2: Go on. <laughs> Keep rolling. No, you see the thing is, I, I'm listening in the background, going like, Liam's clothes will soon be mine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Have you still got all of the hats that you you started off with, and and like, do you have some favourites like that that you wear till they 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 literally uh, uh, wear out?
1: I don't own all the hats I ever I ever own, so some of the old ones I don't have anymore just because they look ridiculous on me now and they weren't really that i didn't really have that sentimental kind of uh, connection with them but i have definitely some favorites as you said like winter hats They're, i'm looking right now at my one of, uh, of my beautiful black 100 uh, wool fedora Ooh. which is just perfect for any winter weather right next to it is actually the gray trilby that i'm known for if people know me privately and they see me at parties with and so this is the the type of hat they know me with and for a lot of people that don't know me personally but see me around parties they go up to me and say like hey you're the guy with the hat right what's your name i haven't i seen you around i seen that hat <laughs> so yeah that's I, I think that's my favorite that's also the hat i wear almost on a daily basis when i go to school
2: is that the indiana jones hat what no really?
1: I, and no, I don't believe it is.
2: No, so. The Trilby is the Dr. Doolittle hat. <laughs> uh, yes,
1: yes, yeah. Yes, and yes, Janet Jones, Jones has had like a bigger brim. So I think it's more... Uh,
3: yeah, I think it's a Fedora. It's, it's more,
0: yeah, it's more a Fedora. And it's the same as I have a, a Fedora and I have a, a, a Trilby and I have some of the little pork pies that, uh, yeah. that just give enough sort of protection from the wind. And part of this is because I, I really don't like umbrellas. And... Mm-hmm. I, I just find an umbrella is just a fundamentally annoying thing. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I, I prefer to wear a hat and a coat in the rain, and so I have those that have rain brims and those that have have like lesser lesser brims. I, I think I just like to be you know, unencumbered, and and, a, and an umbrella is a, is is an encum, an encumbrance, and a hat I think is a, is a fine alternative to an umbrella in most situations, particularly in 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 a land where people insist on carrying golf umbrellas on pay- on sidewalks and things like that, which I think should be a capital crime.
2: Oh, yeah. That's
0: oh. <laughs> part of my statement against, against umbrella culture, I guess.
2: I think we're all tall enough to know the dangers of – umbrellas in large packed streets or cities. <laughs> yes, I can't stand umbrellas. Uh, I'm going to get off on a tangent about umbrellas. So let's, let's steer back. This is about the love of fashion and not our hatred of umbrellas. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But I will, I will, before I leave umbrellas, I will say that uh, it can be a fine accessory for a dandy, like a, a truly well-made umbrella with a good handle. Yeah. Uh, and fine materials. But but I am with Liam on this that I, I think that it is unnecessary and can be a bit of a ball and chain because now you have this thing that you have yeah. to carry around and, and it's really you know not necessary. Unless you're really making it a part of your outfit as an accessory. Oh, yeah. I think hat is better. And, and
0: I, th- I think the combination of hat and umbrella can send a really powerful message. So many years ago when I was working in Glasgow on a project, the customer was located right in the center of, of Glasgow downtown and they'd put us up in this hotel this Hilton and I was there for about eight months I think uh, They put us up in this Hilton and to get there the most direct route was through the decriminalized red light district where prostitution and everything else like that had been were, were being tolerated so you had to walk across this. Every evening, and it was so getting into winter, and so it was like dark and cold and wet. And of course, I mean, I'd leave work after like twelve hour day or whatever, walk to this hotel, and of course, along the way you're getting propositioned by by hookers all of the time. And it was like going, look, look, you can't proposition me. I'm a management consultant. I do this for a living.
2: <laughs> Name your price.
0: <laughs> and it was this, just an additional level of hassle that hassle that I, I didn't particularly need. So I'd gone out, and I, I went to a because the weather was getting colder and wetter and, and we'd leave things in Glasgow because the, the, the hotel would allow you to leave a suitcase over the weekend if we went back to London. So I bought this long tan raincoat and a a hat. I think it was a trilby. And then this wonderful umbrella with a walnut handle and a big oh. metal spike, a big brass spike at oh. the end. It was beautifully made. But, of course, I looked like the stereotypical Jack <laughs> the Ripper
1: serial killer
0: (laughs) and so I'd leave work by myself because like most other people like like would go in these little clusters and then I would go to the edge of the red light district and I'd stand there just on the edge of a street lamp and then I'd walk through with my hat and my coat and my umbrella tapping on the pavement tap 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 and it would be like echoing not a prostitute in sight (laughs) <laughs> Not of them. And, and so after a couple of weeks I'm super relaxed I'm there going out and getting to the bar and people are going oh my god I don't believe we have to walk through all of that all the time and I said oh, I don't have any troubles at all and they why I. I said well I just use the psych- psychology of hats and umbrellas and I just appear to be a serial killer and, and they, went, Voop, they, were, they were gone <laughs> so hats and accessories they send a message and sometimes that message can be that you're a serial killer
4: so I, I want to pick up on that because it actually it is a thing that You know, we we talk about from time to time, we talk about fashion and style, but it is also when it comes to hats, especially when you're getting used to them, a thing to be aware of. And it it is that it very quickly can tip into cosplay. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Right? Like if you've got the wrong hat on, if it doesn't fit, if it's, I've actually had sort of like the inclination to like overdress up my hats. And yeah, I look in the mirror like, nope, nope. Nope. This is <laughs> this is this is like yeah. on the cutting room floor of a B movie. So, you know, do be aware of of the message you're sending with with your with your hats, but also with, with, with anything else you might be wearing.
0: And I think on the on the other hand, something like Matthias was saying, is that it can become a signature item whereby you can play around with it. You can match it with non-traditional items of clothing, for example, to get a, a kind of more of a rocker vibe. Mm-hmm. Which I think I think where's that was probably more where you were going with
2: <laughs> that's right.
0: Your hats back in the day.
2: Yeah, not so much ska, but maybe mo- a modern punk. Just sort of a okay juxtaposition. I'm wearing this with this on purpose, and trying to get maybe not the best result, but at least a unique one. And uh, that's that's really what I've been playing with. I think it's closer to what
3: adults when we're seventeen are very good, right? <laughs> Fashion takes.
2: Yeah, there
0: was. I think I think um, Matthias has, has a, a much, infinitely more polished style at eighteen than than I had until I was probably twenty five. Uh, and, and certainly, I'm quite glad that Instagram didn't exist when I was a teenager.
2: <laughs>
4: more than I have at forty six, frankly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <You're> too kind. <laughs> I want to ask about the ball cap because we've been talking about how the hat can send the right or wrong message. And, and we tease Mudcat a lot for the backwards ball cap, but but what is it about the ball cap that strikes us in, in such a divisive way? If you look at hip hop culture, the ball cap is every bit a important accessory, but I think it's quality and how it's being worn and, and so on and so forth. Why, why does the ball cap kind of stand out differently in hat selection?
3: Oh, it's 100% about the company it keeps. Right. Like, I am not the first Southern frat boy to had to develop an affection for the baseball cap. Uh yeah, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's standard issue uh, among you know, certain subcultures. So, you know, there's a reason to be, you know, mildly, mildly distrustful of you know, folks who are, are using the, the baseball cap as a fashion statement.
0: Yeah. I think for, for me, um, a lot of like the baseball cap has always been something that was practical rather than than something that was stylish. So if I need to keep sun out of my eyes or off the back of my neck, then I'll wear a, a baseball cap. In the US in particular, there are whole subcultures across the spectrum of, of society where it plays different roles from status symbol to counterculture symbol as well. You know, the old mesh back truckers caps and things like that, which I, which I sort of put in the same mm. category. Round top with a brim.
2: Has anyone worn a Von Dutch hat? <laughs> <laughs> does anyone want to raise their hand and just admit to the the failings of their past <laughs> it, it, it sounds like you just did wes nobody else am i the only jackass with my hand in the air
1: <laughs> i think it's just you wes there <laughs>
4: <laughs> your vast collection of ed hardy
0: trucker hats <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. but yeah did you wear that with
0: your addiction t-shirt and your sort of
2: Affliction and like giant gold sunglasses. Yeah, exactly. Ed Hardy. <laughs> no, I did maybe. not stumble down. <laughs> All right. Back to classy hats then. <laughs> <laughs> Regarding the shapes of hats, like I, I know with my height and my face is a little bit more long, I struggle with hats that have brims. So I, I like the, uh, is it a Jackson hat? I think, you know, it's that it's, it's what a Kangol hat is, but not the yeah. brand. I find that those are I also known
0: as a peaked cap or a driving cap, uh, and mm, to be different yeah. to, to oh, a bonnet. Yeah. So a, a bonnet is like halfway between a beret and uh, and a, and a peaked hat uh, or a cap. I like caps as well. So I, I think, as again, it's one of those things that I, I went, aha, I am forty. I can adopt this, or over forty, well over forty now. I can <laughs> I can I can re-adopt the uh, the peaked cap without any sense of irony. It kind of goes with an English country gentleman. Kind of, what did I do with my Purdy? And has anyone seen my seen my Series One Land Rover? Uh, kind of look.
4: <laughs> Those are good entry level hats because I mean they 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 don't alter the shape of your head all that much. Yes, and they still keep the sun off your face, and it gets you used to wearing a hat. I got three hats earlier this this year, and that's the one I still probably wear the most is the, is the fly cap.
0: Yeah, I, I like them, and uh, i mean, mine's a classic tweed cap, which has the slight downside is that it smells like a wet goat when it gets wet.
1: (laughs) I know that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I,
0: I still remember when I was in London, I first got a genuine tweed suit and, uh, I was very proud of it. I thought this was fantastic for winter until, uh, I got rained on, not just heavily, just gently rained on, and then had to get on the London Underground. I think you know, everyone oh no. in that carriage <laughs> eyes were watering, and I'm just, I'm just like going, "You're just not used to being around the smell of a true gentleman."
4: <laughs> on the other hand, you always got a seat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I did, I did shuffle over and try and stand as close to the like the middle of the carriage where the doors you are far from the seats as possible. Because I go, like, "What on earth is that?" Terrible smell. It's like, oh, it's me. Oops, it's Liam. That's
1: that's what they don't tell you when you buy such when you buy those suits.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes, they are literally treated with urine to to make the the fabric hold. The smell of an honest tweed with the hats as well. So there, there we go. We've straight <laughs> off topic. <Where's,
2: laughs> What's, uh, let's talk about. It seems how you mentioned suits. Are you looking at hats? Is a statement piece all on its own? Are you looking to add this onto an existing look? What, what is your strategy for, I guess, maximizing the use of a hat? And here's why I ask. In my previous attempts, uh, I have felt that I have only found a hat that I pick up because of, yes, I, I love how it looks. I like how I look in it, but then I struggle to pair it with anything else. So, what what kind of tips or strategies would you suggest in this area?
1: I know exactly what you're talking about, um, because I have had and still have similar problems with that. To be honest, speaking of suits, I uh, very rarely wear a hat with a suit, um, because just because I feel like the fabrics of my hats don't match with the fabrics of the suits or uh, that I own by now. The only thing I do often is when i wear my linen jacket i or my linen pants i wear my panama hat so that that is a it's a a close deal so (laughs) in my opinion um but speaking of the other hats it's i know exactly what you mean it's very for me i try to look at the hat and then i try to combine it color-wise and yeah if it's if it just fits together with uh the occasion for example let's say like that but i Generally, feel like that the hat is the thing that stands out when I have an outfit, because um, when I wear a hat, I usually keep the rest um, simple and not casual, of course, but uh, like smart casual or sweet shake or whatever you want to call it. And if I go to parties, for example, the hat is basically the thing that stands out because I'm not at the place right now where I can go full suit or tuxedo to parties, because that's just not the parties I um, I attend very often. <laughs>
0: You can always go full out tuxedo. (laughs) There is is almost no situation that you can't get away with wearing a tuxedo. Tuxedo gets you into
4: any room, any room, any
0: time. It it does. One of the things that that we did at university actually was, was, uh, I learned this actually off some of my older sister's friends, was we would go drinking. Everyone always would go t T-shirt and jeans. Nope, we'd all go drinking in tuxedos because you would never, never, um, you could never be thrown out for being underdressed. Yeah. <laughs> and so we'd go out on these these sort of rages where everyone was wearing a tuxedo and go, well, what's the event? And it's just like, you know, as you say, yeah, Tuesday. Right. I, and I think that point is, is right there because I, I was thinking back to the only time that I've worn my hats with a suit, it really has been what, what, was, what Josh was just describing as hat cosplay. You know, I was dressing up for a 1940s or 1950s themed mm-hmm. event Otherwise, I will match the hats often with a jacket, like going to the races or, you know, in, in New Orleans where, where where the the Panama is practical. I'd then match it with with yeah, rock like a really nice pair of jeans and a, and a sports coat or a linen jacket, and then a, a shirt or a t shirt. And then then I think you, it it just just tones the hat down to being part of the style, as opposed to being uh, that that kind of like uh, a little bit too much, you know a, a a, a period piece or a character piece—the characterization.
1: That transition goes really fast. I think there's a really, really small gap between cosplay as just that as cosplay and adding to the outfit. So mm-hmm. that's a real that's that's something you definitely everyone needs to learn to balance. And I think that's the experience everyone has when they start wearing hats for the first time or get into hats. Everybody knows this experience. I think
4: there are cultural differences too, though. Right? Oh yeah. Yes, I see you, Liam, or me, or or you know one of us walking down the street wearing a suit and a hat, like it looks a little ridiculous. But like black men in suits and hats, like yep. I've never seen it go wrong. Yep.
1: <laughs>
4: yes. Right. Like like it just it, it. I don't I don't know what it is whether it's cultural or, or, or you know something sort of ingrained in, in our our the way we we see people, but like. I see a black man in a suit and a hat, like, damn, I wish I could rock that.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, like the, the Sunday church gatherings where, yes. where you, you would just oh, see yeah. these, these people putting together, both men and women putting together these amazing f- formal, but with a real sense of style and flair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Josh, I, I know ex- exactly the, the groups that the, the uh, communities that do that, that, that is just like, you like a, yeah, I wish I could pull that off. Uh, yeah. and, and I think I think yeah, a lot of it is cultural, a lot of it's confidence. Confidence, that's what I was just gonna say. And that they're very relaxed with it. You know, they don't feel self-conscious about wearing it. It is just part of their community and their culture and, and it just really works. It's the same with like the people who can get away with wearing, you know, spats and not making it look like cosplay. Mm-hmm. The brogue shoes—they uh, the name escapes me for a second—that are made of the different colored leathers and the different fabrics. Spectators, spectators, spectator shoes, uh, of which of which I do and again in New Orleans, I have a couple of pairs of because mm-hmm. again, you, you can get away with them in New Orleans. It kind of looks very affected in uh, in DC, right?
4: And, and even I, so, I, <laughs> like, like I've got you know, I think we all know now. I've got this giant beard, and when I was looking for hats, I always noticed, like guys like Chris Stapleton, right? He's a country singer. He's got beard bigger than mine. And like, he can rock the Stetson. And hmm. I put one on and I looked like a, like a rodeo clown. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, and I think part of it is, is, is cultural and confidence because if I, you know, lived in a place like Austin or Nashville or, or, you know, probably Oklahoma city or something like that, where it was more common, I might not feel as ridiculous, but Right. If I start walking around the streets of, of Philadelphia with with a, a Stetson, and I already wear my my Western boots a lot and stuff like that, like we're, we're we're back into into cosplay.
2: That's an interesting thing you're bringing up, Josh. Is cultural appropriation through headwear? And I, of course, go to the Village Coachella. People. Well, yes, but <laughs> I was thinking Coachella feather headdress and the oh. the <sighs> cultural. Uh, unfortunate mistakes that uh, are often applied to young white women doing this, but you know, it could be anyone. Uh, what are the dangers of? Well, I guess just not a question, but a, a statement that we think people should be aware of. This also that uh, you don't want to go into the realm of being inappropriate either uh, with what you're selecting. So, just something to be aware of as well.
0: Yeah.
4: Not de- not dandy de- at all to you know make light of someone else's culture.
0: Take lessons from pretty much any of the comedians from the nineteen fifties you know, through through through, <laughs> through 90, last week <laughs> through last week uh, about the, about the appropriation of things like fezzes and and other you know, head headgear that's very specific to a particular culture. Um, and yeah, while people go, oh, it's just a hat, uh, As we we're talking about hats of meaning. You know, you know. The, the the military has has taken you know, the meaning of hats from a long history of the importance of the headgear, you know, going back you know right back to to Egyptian times and and you know, Babylonian times in terms of of you know the thing on your head was was a a directly related to your your role and rank, and so when you when you're taking something that's also from a culture, you're, you're starting to really stray across into. Yeah, uh, as you say, appropriate, inappropriate appropriation of something that's—it's not showing respect or awareness. It's—it's it's, you're simply doing it for you know, self-aggrandisement and, and out of out of ignorance, and and that's not a good look. That is definitely not a dandy thing. Yeah,
4: somebody else's you know culturally significant clothing should not be your costume.
2: Well said. Yeah,
0: in which case we, we next we opine on tattoos. <laughs> and,
2: uh... <laughs> no, we'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> let's uh, wrap up with a, a positive vibe. Yay! What's your favorite? I know, Matthias, you've you've mentioned a, a trilby that you're you're well known for. Would would you say that that's your your favorite to, to go out with? Right now, I would
1: definitely say that. There is something else that I have not really learned how to balance. I actually own a top hat. But <laughs> I. <laughs> oh,
2: yes!
1: <laughs> but everyone who tried to buy top hats for themselves noted how difficult it is to find one that fits your head. Mm-hmm. Because for whatever reason, even if it's your head size, they just don't fit what, whatever you do. And I have this hat, this top hat, it's a chapeau cluck, like you can. a chapeau cluck. Um, so you can basically um, fold it together. So it's, it's it's a really nice piece that I oh, look wow. at it right now. But I can't wear it, unfortunately, <laughs> because it just doesn't fit. But I would really, really like to get one of those at any time because um, me and Liam talked about it. Uh, I, talked, I told Liam about it. Uh, I'm a dancer, and so going to mm-hmm. balls is not something uncommon for me, and I would really like to rock a typical top hat one day. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh yeah. Do you need to have a tuxedo with tails to, in order to wear a top hat? Like, do you? Um, is that like really the only jacket that you can get away? Or is there alternatives? Dress code wise, I think so. You need
1: the morning coat or the yeah. white tie. But the uh, balls, I go to. I'm the only one who wears a tuxedo, so I'm I, I'm the one who can get away with it, wearing the top hat to the tuxedo as well. Uh, if you speak formally, dress code wise. You would really have to limit yourself to the one with tail, to the ones with tails. And do you do you have a monocle to go with it? Unfortunately, not. No. <laughs> that would be just a, that would be just amazing.
0: And a cane. You, you have to get a, oh, a, 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 a silver no, topped
1: cane. Don't even get me started on canes. <laughs> <laughs> so canes, the ascots, just everything.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And that's so, so, yeah. So I think with a top hat, because of the length of the top hat, you do need a longer uh, jacket. So,
1: yes, uh, a Lincoln
0: sense. coat or tails or something <laughs> like that. Because even though you're sort of tall and slim, myself or Josh would probably end up looking slightly more like Circus Ringmaster, Mr. Plan, than- <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Monopoly. It's the
2: greatest show on earth. <laughs> oh, very much. Uh, then than, than we would Fred Astaire. Um, I see that. <laughs> but Liam, how about you? What's your kind of favorite hat?
0: So I have to say my Panama. On the scale of, of like just uh, partly because of, of where it is uh, and you know, being in New Orleans is that I like going down there and put on my, my linen jacket, a T-shirt underneath it, and then the Panama, sunglasses, pocket square. Nice. It just fits very comfortably. And I said my... Spectator shoes and head out, or at, at at jazz fest, then it's you know shorts and t shirt, and the Panama. I think it's a it's flexible. I enjoy it. It's comfortable. As I said, it's and it's it's been battered and rained on, and and it's kind of getting sort of patchy in terms of you know it's no longer a perfect cream color. It's kind of it's kind of got a little bit of like mottling, but I think it gives it a lot of a, a lot of that character. So I have to say, my Panama.
1: I like that you really have the the connection to that hat. Uh, it,
0: exactly but, it's a very personal thing and yeah, uh that's,
1: that's great i like that. it's
0: traveled with me as well and it's managed to survive uh which but it, it, it's a little bit wonky because it, it got a bit stretched when it got squished in the suitcase but it's uh it yeah it's it's uh it, it has a lot of good memories associated with it and i enjoy wearing
2: it we'll do mudcat me and then we'll end with josh Who? Because I feel like Mudcat and I, our favorite hats aren't that impressive. Maybe I don't know.
3: (laughs) No, my favorite hat is a Texas AM baseball cap, which is has no significance at all. It was you know part of a a costume for a gig, uh, for a contract that I used to do, and I just like the color. And you know now it's old and battered, and you know fits my head.
2: I could see you on stage though playing music like. I could see you rocking the good, like the good old rock and roll vibe. Some
0: smoky basement somewhere, you know, sort of (laughs) jamming with John Meyer.
1: So, so Wes, yours is the Dutch cap. Uh, am I right on this one?
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I have two hats currently and one of them's a San Francisco giants ball cap. And then the other one was the, uh, uh, the driver's cap that that we were mentioned before. So uh, yeah, of those two, I, I like the, the fancier. It is a Gordon Brothers, uh, which I picked up in Williamsburg. And that has a fun story too, because we popped out of the subway. I was hanging out with three beautiful women and we went into this hat shop and two of the women and me, we bought the exact same hat. So the three of us have this same hat. And so it's just a nice, fun connection to a great day. And uh, I think it looks good on me. So I like that, but I have always wanted, it seems how, Matthias, you talked about the top hat. I've always wanted to get one of yeah. the really, really wide brimmed hats, <laughs> you know, that you would see like, you know, rock stars from the seventies maybe would have them like a black hat. That's like, you know, really, really wide. But I, again, it's that thin line between the caricature and pulling it off. I, f- I have a distinct mm-hmm. feeling that it would be, as we've talked about with men's jewelry, I think that would walk into the room before me. So that's. Uh,
1: yeah. That was yeah, that was a really good expression.
2: <laughs> I did just find you the perfect Von Dutch cap. Uh,
0: pink sequin on beige trucker cap from Von <laughs> Dutch.
2: I'm Brittany bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh the, the blue sequin one is even better. Uh, and. Yeah, I'll, I'm just going to put this in my cart and send to <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Von Dotch, not a sponsor, never will be.
2: And- <laughs> Josh, save us. Save us with some sanity. What's your favorite hat now that you've got uh, a couple of really good ones?
4: I do still want this, Dustin. And, and, and actually, Aubrey has a cousin that, that has promised to help me pick out one that doesn't make me look like a ridiculous fool. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I picked up three hats earlier this year. I got the, I got the the flat cap, the driver's cap, and, and that's the one I wear the most. Um, I do have one. It, it's I don't even know how to classify it. It, it. It's sort of taller and has a wider brim than a fedora. You, you all see in the picture. It's like this. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, is it a homburg hat? Homburg. It might
4: be. It, it might be. I should. I should. I should send you the picture, and then you can tell me. <laughs> um, and and that, that's you know it's a little bit of my rock star hat. You know, it, it it stands out in the crowd. It, it's sort of like the, the nicest of my hats. I think it's probably my favorite, um, and I'm, I'm still always on the prowl. I mean, and this is all, of course, an exception to my, you know, probably at this point, 10 or 12-year-old Boston Red Sox hat, which is long since any semblance of, you know, identifiable <laughs> color. <laughs> it, it's faded to sort of a, a – a, I don't even know what if, – if, if, you
0: could name the color. It's sort of a – Bluish. I have to. I have to just say that that one of my favourite photos of from you recently was was you going to the bank with your Boston Red Sox hat and your um, uh, bandana tied across your face, yes. wearing sunglasses. Just like because everyone knows that you know, people from Boston are a bunch of fucking criminals. So if you're going to rob a <laughs> hey. bank, they're going to be. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs>
4: says the australian (laughs) go back to your prison colony
2: (laughs) well that sounds like a good time to end (laughs) better (laughs) fast Uh, Matthias, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, It's been a pleasure. Thank you for for being a fan. Your comments are always welcome for us. They're always insightful. Uh, We're just so happy to see how you use intent and your decision-making as you project yourself out into the world. Uh, You're truly a modern dandy. And thank you for hanging out with us. Everyone else at home, thank you for listening. If you have questions or comments, you can email us. At the modern dandy.life. And thank you. Absolutely. Good conversation.